Welcome to the special episode of Real Estate Fight Club. This is a series called What Would You Do, where we talk about professional standards committee cases and code of ethics violations. Here with me today is Jim Camarada from KW in Minnesota. Hey, Jim, how are you? Oh, Jim, good. How are you? For it's a beautiful sunny day here in uh, uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. It's probably snowing as it does every day. No, actually, it's um, I'm looking at green leaves. Oh, good. Yay. Hey, finally. (laughs) Well, I'm excited to talk about this because it's are real estate agents ever really just people or are you like always a realtor? Jim, what happened? Well, the question is, are realtors ever really off the clock? This is like my favorite topic, as you know. Yeah. Well, as you know, about a year or two ago, NAR passed, uh, they added another code to uh, an article to our code of ethics uh, Mm -hmm. dealing with hate speech. And so um, this case has to do with a a realtor who attended uh, a political rally. So it was a won't get into which which party or whatever, but he was attending it, looking at it, and he opposed to everything that they were saying and aggressively insulting their intelligence, implying that they were unpatriotic and telling them that if they uh, disagreed with him, they should leave the country. Okay. So his opinion. Yes. I mean, right. And okay, I can see where this is going, but carry on. Okay. Um, So somebody saw this uh, posting, it was a social media posting Mm -hmm. and the ranting and filed an ethics complaint against this particular agent. Saying he was violating what? Article 10. Okay. Article 10-5 says realtors must not use harassing speech, hate speech, epithets, epithets, (laughs) or slurs based on right. It's Monday morning. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Based on race, color, religion, sex, handicap, familial status, national origin, sexual orientation, or gender identity. That's 10-5. Okay. So. So uh, he was, his uh, hate comments allegedly were about the political group. Yep. A political group. That doesn't... Political parties are not protected. Bingo. You, you nailed it first time. Yeah, they did not find him in violation of Article 10. Uh, after examining the allegations, political affiliation is not a protected class under Article 10. But I think, though, that this article like brings up a good question because there have been cases where, and it really happens more like maybe it's easier to see in religion because there's certain pieces of some religions where there could potentially be violations of like familial status or whatever. Right. And it's like, okay, when are you kind of quote unquote off the clock or are you ever right? Exactly. Exactly. I feel like you're going to be like Monica and you're going to be Switzerland on this, aren't you? No. no Damn it, Jim. Tell me the, what you think. 
because the next case tied in with this has to deal with um, there was another rally. Okay, political rally. Yeah, well, whatever you want to call it. Um, This this particular agent was visiting Washington, D.C., witnessed a peaceful, lawful protest. Okay. Where women and men were advocating for women's rights. Okay. So this particular agent went on a rant in social media and says, these morons have nothing better to do then come all the way to Washington to gripe about a problem that doesn't even exist. This is, you're going to love this one. This is why women shouldn't be allowed to leave the house, get back in the kitchen where you belong. <laughs> okay, so. Oh, they just love it. So you want to take your commercial break now or you want to continue? Well, we probably should. That's. Pause. Okay. A crazy thing to say. Yes. Okay. So let's talk, let's actually talk about marketing. So we have, um, we have a couple of marketing partners that I think that everybody can benefit. The first one I want to talk about is Monica's ghost poster. So a lot of us know that we need to be posting on social media and we get stuck in not knowing what to post. So what ghost poster does is every um, weekday, it sends you something to post and literally all you have to do is copy and paste it. And I guarantee you do that for three to four months, you'll start much better under, you'll get referrals for sure from your people on your social media, and you'll have a much better understanding and you'll be able to learn what to post. So in order to get that, it's free for our listeners. You would go to ghostposter.com, but it's spelled kind of funky. It's G H O S T P O S T R no E dot com. Go there, sign up, put in fight club, get it for free. The other one is, um, my number one marketing engine that I use to get leads and that's called pipeline pro tools. So what they're going to do is if you sign up uh, for a free demo, they will go over how the playbook that I use to get all of our leads. And it has literally been the number one, um, marketing engine for us. They'll give you the playbook for free. If you like the tool and you want to use it too, you can sign up. Um, but just to get the demo that is, is free for our listeners. You would go to pipelineprotools.com slash fight club and sign up for a demo. Okay. Jim. So if people want to read some of these cases, um, they are at jennifermertland.com slash vault, and you can download the cases that we're talking about if you're like more of the person that needs to visually see it. But sex, the female gender is a protected class. Like all sexes are a protected class. So the agent, but it still begs the question, right? Like the social media was a personal page or was it a business page? They don't specify in the case. Let's assume it was personal. Okay. Cause I think that makes a difference. Like, yeah, but it was still hate speech. It's still hate speech. It, I understand. But unless they are, in my opinion, unless they are acting like people shouldn't, I mean, I don't think people should hate people, but like people you do, right? Like some people hate people. Right. And I think it's a, we are as humans and Americans, we have free will to hate whomever we like. We just can't do it as part of a real estate transaction. Or there's some, you know, laws there. So unless it, in my opinion, unless it was part of a real estate, like he was like, I'm a realtor, I know better and all women should be in the kitchen. So buy your wife a house with a big kitchen, right? Or whatever it is. I think he's entitled 
to his opinion. I mean, even though it's, I don't agree with him. Oh my God. Can you imagine if I was stuck in the kitchen, we'd be having toast. (laughs) I, and sometimes I don't even make that that well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't cook. I, oh. I use, I actually use my oven twice, once for making cookies and once for making bacon. And I almost burned down the whole apartment complex with, cause of the bacon. Anyway. Uh, well, what do you think? Anyway, let's come back. Uh, the realtor who filed a complaint against mm-hmm. the second agent uh, won. They the won. Agent, the agent was found in violation. Why? Article 10, because he specifically targeted women with discriminatory and harassing speech, women are a protected class. They are, and but it, that violation is not, that's more of like a, they're a protected class by the government. It's more of that violation than a realtor code of ethics violation. Well, here's, here's where it gets tricky. And okay. I'm going to read some of this because I want to make sure that I get it absolutely correct. Does a business, trade association, or organization have the right to restrain or impose limits on the speech of employees or members? Doesn't the First Amendment guarantee every citizen the right to free speech? Mm -hmm. The answer is the First Amendment protects the free speech of citizens from intrusion by the federal government. It does not generally protect speech from restraint by employers and other private entities. So if a member of a trade association, such as the NAR, makes a public statement that is contrary to its mission, values, ethics, the organization can discipline or expel that member. Interesting. So you're not- But where does that end? But where does it end? Never. Well, here's where it goes on to, you're gonna love this one. Some argue that when realtors are off the clock, chatting in a bar or private social media account, their words are outside the jurisdiction of their local state and national associations. I think I'm more in line with that, but what did they say? But because real estate is such an intensely public, I love this one, public facing business, Mm -hmm. realtors are arguably never off the clock. Wherever they go, they are representing the profession a hard god that's a hard line to take uh, this is why they put this into the uh, the code of ethics look i i think that the um protected classes i mean i think it's it's a good law to have like in general my issue is more with like the freedom aspect and it's like where does it where does it end? And in this is saying it doesn't, it never ends. Like you are never off the clock because of this certificate that we have. Yeah. Well, the last paragraph, let me read this to you. So when a realtor spouts hateful, discriminatory speech, images, or symbols in their private life, people in the offended class will feel as though they cannot obtain equal professional services from that realtor from that one sure that's why a realtor's words and conduct must always reflect the professional ethics they agreed to uphold when they chose to become a realtor it is integral to building trust with the public strengthening the reputation of all realtors and ultimately helping to create a more just fair and equitable society 
so interesting. A whole different different level, Jen. It is. Is there more? No. Oh, however, (laughs) there was, um, there was a case and it wasn't that long ago that we did. Uh, I think we did a video on it, a better call Saul video. And it was about, um, uh, what about this? What about when those are in contradiction? So the, I don't, this guy was a realtor, but he was also a priest. And I think he was, it was like one of the religions that's where this can sometimes come up in contradictory behavior. So in this case, I think this religion, I forget what it is, but they really, um, don't support like the gay community, which is a protected class. Okay. Sexual orientation is a protected class. So they, he had been volunteering with um, this organization, this specific organization, um, to hand out meals, okay, or something like that. And then the um, there was one year where they, this organization, was actively trying to engage the community, the gay community, which was against like his religion. And in as a priest, he's or whatever they call them, he was like, hey we're not going to participate this year. We're going to do our own food drive or whatever. But it was because of the push to interact with the gay communities. Like this doesn't really align with our values as a, as a community. So we're not going to do that or whatever, because religion is also a protected class, right? So you have these like clashes and the case was filed against him because it was a realtor and they found him not guilty or it's not guilty or not guilty right not in violation Violation. yeah so they found him not in violation so for some some reason it seems like these the example that we just talked about and the example that i just talked about with the priest seem like that's not congruent like right are we are we ever off the clock are we not in my humble opinion, we're never off the clock. We are always going to be held to a higher that standard. Okay. Well, then we need to raise the barrier to entry, Jim. Oh, I've been an advocate of that for decades. <laughs> yeah, we've lowered the bar way too low. And, you know, we, we've got to. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why when I was uh, managing offices, I would say, come on, guys, let's let's go get our designation in GRI, SRA, you know, whatever else it was. And that's why I have so many professional designations, because I wanted to raise the perception of realtors. We're going to fight about the designations. No, we can fight all we want. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to raise the professional image of realtors, and it Mm -hmm. has to start with one. That's me. And... has it made me a better realtor? Yeah. Yeah. I know more. I can service my clients far better and more professionally. But I and think so- you probably, I don't So, okay. Let's just, no, I mean, that's like a totally question. different topic. Yeah. <laughs> so like, okay. If, if we all agree that realtors are never like off the clock, then I think that there has to be some, I don't know, like, I don't know. It just doesn't, where does it end? Like, I just do not want the association, like making rules up. I mean, I think this is a good rule. This one is fine with me, 
but like, what about roles that aren't fine with me and when, or not fine with you, right? Because there's going to be, as more rules happen, there's bound to be one that violates your personal ethics. Now we can agree that this one doesn't prop. I mean, likely, right. It doesn't violate mine, but what if there is one, then what happens? Yeah, then it gets real tricky. And then you have to make a decision. Do I wish to belong to this organization? I've belonged to other community service organizations in the past. And, um, you know, I'll put in my time. But if I don't share the same values, I have the choice to leave. It's and so interesting. And maybe, you know, maybe as an organization, as realtors, we need to evaluate, like, what what is it that we're trying to really do? And is all of our, all of our code of ethics, like in line with that? And, and maybe, I don't know, it's too much, man. This is a long conversation. As, as a member of NAR and your state and your local, uh, we, we, you and I have both agreed to abide by the code of ethics, but we've also been forced to, and I think that's the problem because for most agents. And if you belong to, if you're in a company, I mean, you cannot have a company, right? Like you can go out and get your broker's license and not be a member of NAR, but most, most of them, if you want to belong, like if you have to have your license at a brokerage, that's the law. And most brokerages require NAR membership and they require MLS membership. So it's not really a choice. which is also where I have the problem. So you're forcing me to say that I abide by code of ethics rules that I may or may not agree to. And now when I'm not working as a realtor, you're saying I have to do that too. And you're forcing me to do so. I just, the whole thing, there's something about it that rubs me wrong. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to have to deal with that one yourself. I can't help you. Yeah, you know, you don't get fired up, Jim. People I'm try to tell me what to do. Rules. I don't and like the it. broker of my office of 130 associates, I'm going to make sure that they follow the rules too. No, so I, I totally get it. Ever standing in front of a judge saying, yes, your honor, that's exactly what happened. Right. No, I get it. I get it. Right. <laughs> so, um, Jim, if people do have a um, referral for you. What is the best way to get a hold of you? I love referrals. Jim Camerata at kw.com or 612-562-7461. I'd love to hear what he, what's that? <laughs> and call me collect. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. Can you, people don't do that anymore. Oh, um, I'd love to like hear what people think about this and where their head's at. So check us out on Instagram or Facebook at Real Estate Fight Club Podcast. All right. Thanks, Jim. All right. Thank you. Yeah.